0: Hey, it's Michelle here. What if I told you that I had three science-backed secrets that are guaranteed to improve your energy? No more waking up, feeling exhausted, no more brain fog, no more procrastinating, no more burnout. I'm talking about powerful habits that will give you an energy edge. No more relying on all that coffee, all that Coke Zero to get you through the day. I'm talking about learning how to create more energy from the inside out. I want to invite you to the Energy Upgrade, the free online masterclass that I'm hosting live on Tuesday, June 4th at 12 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to give you all the insider strategies to harness the power of your gut-brain axis to create more energy from the inside out. I'm going to teach you how I'm able to have the energy to run a law firm, a coaching business this podcast pastor a church and have energy for my family and my home life i want to teach you all the secrets that i've dialed in around my gut health nutrition stress management the nervous system and lifestyle habits that are crucial for sustaining high energy and well-being so that we can get stuff done let's give you an energy upgrade click the link in the show notes to save your seat It's time to elevate your energy, my friend. I'll see you there. And there's no way around it, friends. Confidence is linked to doing. So I'm going to sum this whole thing up today. It's like if you want to become more confident at something, you've got to do more and think less. Welcome to the Calm Mom podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard, you're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expand in my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. Hey there. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast. I am so excited about our new name and our new look, and I'm so grateful that you guys have been able to find us. Before we jump into talking about confidence today, I wanted to take a minute just to kind of tell you my heart behind the name change and just kind of what's going on there, a thought process. So I know it sometimes can feel like motherhood and a sense of calm are things that are not often spoken of together. But I do believe that calm in the sense of being a calm mom and kind of the vision of this podcast is that calm doesn't mean that we're in a place where there's no noise. It doesn't mean it's in a place where there's no hard work. It doesn't mean that we can't be super passionate and excited and silly and all of those things with our kids. What it means to be a calm mom is that we're just calm in the midst of all of these things and we're calm and we're still in our hearts and we can be a calm anchoring presence in our home, in our workplaces, in our communities because we have the superpower of being regulated and having a regulated nervous system. And you guys know how passionate I am about that. I do believe that really just learning how to regulate our nervous system and being able to operate in all spheres of our life, from a place of regulation where we are acting purposefully and intentionally and we're responding and not reacting. It really is so powerful in every sphere of our life. So my mission is to help all of you learn how to become more regulated human beings. But I thank you for all of the support through these changes. I'm super excited about it. Let's jump in it and talk about confidence. I feel like confidence can be I don't know, there's like something enigmatic about it, right? It's kind of hard to define. It's kind of mysterious. Like I feel like some days I have a ton of it. Sometimes I don't. And I just feel like I could define other characteristics of a woman, right? Like we can define what it means to be a woman of integrity or to be intelligent or like, oh, that woman's a great leader. But when you try to describe confidence, particularly a confidence that people are attracted to, right? Not necessarily like an arrogant or, or a swagger, um, but kind of like a quiet confidence that people really trust and admire. I don't know, there's just something kind of slippery about it. And I think sometimes it can also have this veneer or that it feels a little forced or a little contrived. And I don't know, maybe that's from the whole fake it till you make it thing. But it's so interesting because studies have shown that success actually correlates more closely with confidence than it does with competence. Right? I'm going to say that again for all the all you perfectionists listening. Success correlates more closely with confidence than it does with competence. So what does that mean? It means that when it comes to being, quote unquote, successful, right? Particularly in our professions, having confidence is actually more important than doing things right or even doing them well. Which It's crazy, but for me, it actually takes a lot of the pressure off. And confidence is one of those things like you just know it when you see it, right? And you certainly know it when it's missing. And we all want it. Like maybe we don't necessarily all want the spotlight or to be the leader in the room or to have, you know, to be the center of attention, but we all want to feel confident. We all want to feel confident doing the things that matter to us. We all want to feel confident in the decisions that we make. We want to feel confident. As parents, right? We want to feel confident in how we're walking out our calling and our purpose. So if we feel insecure or if we feel like we're lacking confidence, even if it's only in a particular area in our lives, the question is, how do we get more confident? How do we get more confident? And that's kind of what I want to explore today. I wish I had some like secret formula for you guys. I wish I could give you this downloadable, you know, checklist or program I could offer you, but The truth is that confidence is both an art and it's a science, right? And it's actually quite nuanced. And in the science, I think there's factors, some of which are just beyond our control. Scientific research has shown through studying like genetic markers that some people are just actually born more confident than others. And when confidence is studied between the genders, male and female brains work differently in ways that do affect our confidence. But the good news is that A big part of having confidence, it really is volitional. It's a choice we make. We just decide that we're going to be more confident. And you're like, okay, easier said than done. There's a lot of ways to do it, but here's the thing. They all pretty much boil down to this. You got to start doing. You got to just take action, start risking, start being okay with showing up with things, not being perfect, making mistakes. You got to start failing. Right, you got to stop apologizing and second-guessing and making excuses and being wishy-washy. When we're not sure if we can succeed, it stops us women in particular from even trying. And we're so obsessed with getting things right, we're so obsessed with how it's going to look, what people are going to think, that we're actually paralyzed in the fear of getting things wrong. And there's no way around it, friends. Confidence is linked to doing So I'm going to sum this whole thing up today. It's like, if you want to become more confident at something, you've got to do more and think less. You want to be more confident public speaking? You got to speak up. You can't overthink it. You got to just get up there, hold the mic, stand on the stage. You just got to do it. You want to be more confident in how you discipline your kids? Like figure out what approach you want to use. Figure out what aligns with you and your parenting philosophy and then stop overthinking it. Stop second-guessing it every time you do it and just do it. You want to get more confident sharing your opinions, right? Not being the fly on the wall, but actually using your voice. You know, it's time to release what people are going to think. You need to start sharing. Even if they disagree, right? Release what that means. You want to get more confident in making decisions in general. Like, Just start making decisions. Not hastily, it doesn't need to be rash, but start making them quickly and release them once they're made. Stop stewing over them. Stop spiraling over whether it was the right choice. like just make decisions and stop wavering. Make a decision, right? You can always tweak it or pivot as you need, but you've gotta act. And the starting point for risk, starting point for failure, perseverance, all of it, and ultimately confidence. It's really just a way of thinking, right? So this is the, the part mindset stuff. And it's just a growth mindset. It's this mindset that whatever happens when I do take action, it's actually happening for me, right? Everything is an opportunity for me to learn, for me to grow, maybe for me to make connections with new people. But it's all about me getting better, being called forward, being called higher. And we've got to have a growth mindset. And we have to actually believe that skills can be learned, which is what is going to lead us to doing new things, to trying new things. You know, a growth mindset isn't too worried about the risks. A growth mindset makes us way more resilient when we fail. So that's the mindset part. But you guys know me. You know that I always have to coach from the neck down too, right? Like I I don't only coach from the neck up. So there's the mindset part, absolutely. But I want to coach the whole of you. Have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do? Like why do you get so angry and yell at your kids when they're moving at a snail's pace in the morning? Or why is it so hard to relax when the house is a mess? If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Because here's what's going on. When you were a child, Whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit, and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is really actually often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There's five different personality patterns. And they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategy that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what's actually blocking who you are. And the good news is that once you take the quiz and you learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and then live and parent as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality patterns quiz. So yes, we have that mindset component, but there's also a body component. There's a somatic component, a nervous system component. So it's great to practice a growth mindset, right? It's great to say, hey, this is super scary to me, but I'm going to do it because I know that I'm going to learn. And even if I fail, it's okay because I'm going to grow. And next time going to be easier. And next time's going to be better and it doesn't say anything about me as a human being. Everyone started somewhere, right? It's great to have that mindset, beautiful, powerful. But I don't know, let's say you want to become more confident public speaking and you finally get on a stage. That mindset really does nothing if your body is so dysregulated that your heart's beating out of your chest and your brain shuts down and none of the words come out and your throat is dry. Like, at that point, your mindset's only going to get you so far, right? You've got to get your body on board. So the other component to confidence, this is my opinion, is to get really efficient at regulating your nervous system. Really efficient at regulating your nervous system. You've got to have tools, tools that you've used before, tools that you know work for your body and nor- your nervous system, and tools that are able to calm your body the heck down when you need to. And this is my This is my bread and butter, friends. This is what I love coaching on. Because a regulated nervous system is your superpower. It's the base. It's the foundation. Like you will not walk in your calling. You will not walk in your purpose if you are stuck in a dysregulated stress response. Your body is going to continue to sabotage you until you learn how to regulate it. And for me, I know like when I'm, feeling the jitters when I have all that nervous energy before I'm gonna do something new or before I'm gonna do something that I'm not really confident in yet. Like I know what works to calm me down, right? I've done this work, I have these practices, I've tried all of these different resources and I know the few that I have in my back pocket so that when I'm feeling super dysregulated, when I'm feeling anxious and jittery and nervous, I know what I can use That brings my nervous system back to a regulated state. And for me, it's shaking and breath work. So you better believe, like, before I'm gonna give a speech, before I'm gonna stand on stage, before I'm gonna grab a microphone, before I'm gonna be interviewed, before I'm gonna interview someone who I really, you know, admire or respect that's bringing up these nerves in me, or especially, like, even when I'm practicing law, right? Right before I walk into a big hearing, before a judge, like, I look like a complete fool, But I put music on if I can, and I really just jump around, and I shake my arms, and I shake my legs like a lunatic. And what I'm doing is I'm moving this nervous energy out of my body. Out of my body. Like, when you feel your heart racing, and when you feel your throat tightening up, or feeling super scratchy, or whatever it is, when you're feeling nervous, like, that's just energy. That's just misplaced energy that needs to be released. So what I'm doing when I'm shaking and dancing and acting a fool is I'm allowing that energy to flow and release instead of holding it in where it becomes paralyzing. Because if you don't let it out, it's going to take so much effort to bottle it all and hold all of that in that that's going to take away from the task at hand. And if what I'm trying to do involves speaking, I'll also do exercise exercises involving sound and like really focusing on releasing any stuck energy in my throat so that I can communicate clearly when it's time for me to do so, right? So maybe I just take some deep breaths and release it with like a loud sigh sound. Maybe I make some like raspberry sounds with my lips. Maybe I'm just like grunting or making weird noises, but really just letting movement and sound allow that energy that I can feel right in my throat to move out. And then after that, I do some simple breath work. Bring everything down to stable so that I show up how I want to, right? I show up regulated. I show up with a clear mind. My body is not taking over. I'm not in this stress response where I can't even think straight, right? I show up in confidence. And that's what works for me. You need to find what works for your body. I teach a ton of different regulation resources. Um, You can probably even just google that like what are some regulation nervous system regulation tools you can probably find lists and then what i would do if i were you is i would just try them out at moments where you know there's there's very low risk right so maybe i have a conversation with someone and i can feel myself getting dysregulated maybe it's on the phone or something right i hang up and i try one of these tools and i see how it works to calm my body down does my body seem to respond or not And then I just tweak it from there, right? If it doesn't seem to respond, then the next time I feel dysregulated, my, I don't know, I'm like, I I have in my mind that the next time I get into it with my husband or one of my kids or something happens where I feel dysregulated, I'm going to try a different one. And eventually what you want to do is you want to have a handful of these resources, these tools in your back pocket so you can pull them out and use them when you need them. And the point of these regulation resources is that it should not take you half an hour to regulate. You should have tools where you can regulate your body in 30 seconds, a minute, 90 seconds. Like this should be a short practice that you can use anywhere that you are to bring your body when you're starting to feel yourself become dysregulated to bring your body back to a regulated state. So you operate from your learning brain where you can access all of your faculties and everything that you've, you know, worked so hard to, um, to, to be and how you want to show up, right? So it's really just having a few quick tools in your back pocket that you know you can use to calm your nervous system. And friends, it is so, so powerful and having confidence. And the thing about confidence is that it spills over, right? So you get confident doing one thing, and the next thing you know, you're trying to grow your confidence in another thing. And then it just kind of snowballs, right? But the point is, this whole thing, is that that snowball never starts rolling until we have the courage to just act and look silly, and not get it perfectly right, and know that next time it's going to be better. I mean, I swear to you, every time I get on this podcast to record, I tell myself, like, this is going to be the worst episode that I'm going to put put out from now on out, right? Because every one, I hope, gets better. I listen to the ones that I done last week, for example, compared to the ones that I did way back when this thing started, and I'd like to think they're a lot better, and that's okay. I had to start somewhere, And the same is true for you, right? So just start. Stop thinking. And whatever it is, whatever area of your life that you want to get more confident in, just start doing. Because confidence comes from experience. Don't need to get it right. Don't need to get it perfect. Doesn't matter what everyone else thinks. Show up. Get that experience. You're going to do better next time. And you're going to keep showing up. And you're going to grow in your confidence. Then you're going to grow your confidence in that one thing, and it's going to start spilling over, I promise you. And here's the thing, the last final thought about this confidence stuff. When you are lacking confidence, my friend, when you are lacking confidence, you cannot fully contribute to a system that is in great need of female leadership. When you're lacking confidence, you cannot Fully contribute to a system that is in great need of your voice. It's so important. It's so important. So just try. Put yourself out there. Start acting. Stop thinking. I love you guys. Talk to you soon. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village and more ways to connect with me If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.